Hello and welcome to a special episode of Reality Weekly. Uh, usually around this time we talk about Survivor, but because Survivor, for those that don't watch Survivor, uh, this episode this week uh, didn't have a lot of content on it. They did a lot of family stuff and they didn't show a lot of content, so we can't talk about it as in-depth as what we think a Reality Weekly episode should be. So we have swapped uh, the challenge, which we feel like is the, one of the strongest episodes in a long time, uh, with Survivor this week. So if you're up to Survivor coverage uh, Monday, Reality Daily, we're going to be talking about it. But as of now, we're talking about the Challenge Total Madness Episode 3. And I'm here with two friends of mine. First off, Andrew. Andrew, how are you doing? Great, buddy. How are you? Doing great. And News. News, how are you? I'm doing good. This is a great episode. Probably the best episode of the season. And, uh, you know, hopefully it's just like an upward trajectory from here and just improves. Yeah, man. News news with the big hot takes here. Episode three is the best episode of the season, but but I certainly do agree. Like, I do agree. It, it was really well done. Um, but, you know, usually when we do the challenge podcast, we'll go from their elimination and then you know, go down um, towards the beginning of the episode. But because this is Reality Weekly and we're going to take a little bit more of a deeper dive, we're going to start from the beginning. And I feel like the first notable thing that we really got was the Ashley and Bananas kind of like uh, feud back and forth. You know, it seems like they were trying to plot that this was going to happen later on uh, in the season. So, Andrew, I want to go to you first. What was your whole take on kind of the Bananas versus Ashley situation? Uh, I thought it was ridiculous that... Johnny Bananas is over here calling Ashley like this terrible person. He's not lying. She is a terrible person, and she does flip to wherever the power is in whatever season. What he said was true. What my problem was is just, like, of all the people to be calling Ashley out on this, it was Bananas, who he himself is a pretty horrible human being. So, like, it just it felt odd. It's like watching Stalin call Hitler a terrible human being. It's just like, you're both awful. Like, you can't call one out, and, and you yourself walk around just being the epitome of terribleness. Yeah, I got to say, like, uh, it's one of these things news where it's like, okay, if you don't want to trust Ashley, I fully get that. I understand. Like, she stole a million dollars from her former teammate. But at the same time, it's like, don't you have the same skepticism about bananas? Yeah, I mean, like, it's it's one of those things that I, I think Bananas is doing it more so just to put the target on, on uh, Ashley rather than, like, you know, have this, like, this giant target on, on himself because if you look at the past couple of seasons it's always been like you know never trust bananas and stuff like that you know i think it's pretty smart that bananas is trying to put that type of like reputation on ashley and like to try to at least take it off of him at least uh but yeah i don't think that uh, by any means that you should trust bananas keeping with the same topic andrew do you believe this is going to be a short-term feud as in one of them is going to get eliminated soon or do you think this is something that is going to kind of be uh one of the biggest rivalries of the season I think this is going to be the biggest rivalry of the season. Um, without Wes and Bananas fighting anymore, MTV kind of needs that new rivalry. And it looks like Ashley has filled Wes's place as Bananas' new rival. Um, so for the sake of this season and for the sake of storyline, I feel like this is going to be something that's ongoing. Um, but based on what happened, and we'll get to that later in this podcast, I do see one of them taking the other out. And at this point... My money is on Ashley taking out Bananas. Really? So I'm actually yeah. going to disagree there. I actually think that uh, Bananas is going to take out Ashley, to be quite honest with you. Um, I think that uh, Bananas, uh, this season at least, I think he's able to rally the troops a lot easier than previous seasons, especially since Polly and like, Carmaria aren't there and like the, you know, the other uh, their troopies. 
you see, I disagree with you. And the reason I'm going to disagree with you is because Bananas almost got voted in this episode. And the only reason he did it is because there's a massive idiot currently walking in the challenge house who opened his mouth and prevented Bananas from being voted in. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. But I, I do think one of the wild cards here to talk about is uh, we haven't seen a ton of them in terms of anti-banana rhetoric this season, but it's got to be Jordan, right? It, it's like, where does Jordan fall into this? Does Jordan say, hey, you know, I don't really want to go after bananas or West super early. You know, I'll just keep it as it is. Or is he somebody that's going to, you know, be like, hey, like bananas really needs to get out and we're going to, you know, I'm going to join Ashley's brigade. But also, like, Ashley wasn't necessarily uh, uh, Team Jordan in the last season, so it's very difficult to know where he would pan out in that. To be quite honest with you, I have no idea if Jordan's even thinking about that. I think he just wants to go into the elimination. I think that's just, he's like, he's so t- he has such a tunnel vision, and I think that's just what his mentality is right now. I don't think he even cares about, like, stuff like that. Uh, Tori certainly also has tunnel vision, it seems, as judged by the last episode. But um, we'll move on to the challenge now. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on the challenge, uh, um, Andrew. Um. Okay, I'm just going to say this because, like, I'm noticing a trend here. Do we really have to do a challenge where something gets blown up? Like, was that really necessary? Um, I like the puzzle itself. I, I was actually, I like, I really like that idea. I like there being some sort of mental stimulation in that challenge. But, like, the challenge has gotten really overdramatic, I've noticed, with their challenges as time has gone off to the point where now they're just blowing up trucks. And especially during a time period where, you know, there's quite a few, and I hate to go social, I guess, justice warrior status on this one, but I'm going to go there a little bit. Especially during the time period where there's so many people who just don't have, it just seems wasteful. Hey, MTV, the kings of waste. <laughs> but news, do you echo uh, Andrew's sentiments? <laughs> I mean, I, I agree with the fact that, yeah, you know, like, it's taking itself too seriously. It's trying to be, like, this overdramatic, like, epic challenge. But it just comes off a bit cheesy, especially, you know, considering the fact that the cars, when they blew, when they, you know, quote-unquote blew up, it, like, this, at least the one that barely blew up, it, it barely seemed like it uh, got affected. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of miss, like, the, the free agents era where, you know, it still felt like a party whenever, or, like, spring, spring break whenever these guys would show up. And I think that kind of a change in theme is, would be really cool for the challenge at this point. Yeah, I definitely enjoy kind of kind of like drunk frat house challenge than like uh, we're, we're CrossFit Ninja Warrior uh, Spartan Race athletes out here. It's like, okay. We yeah, exactly. It. We work out. Exactly. <laughs> we get it. work out. But it's like I, I agree with Andrew in terms of like we don't need something just to like blow up for the sake of blowing up. But I do think that like it's it's visually cool. I just wish they would have had like something more than just like hey I solved the the the, the puzzle. Yeah, I hit a button and this thing blew up and it was cool. Couldn't they like drive it off like a cliff like Fear Factor or something? Like couldn't they do something else? I don't know. Um, but. Uh, but yeah, so CT and, and Bailey wins what is almost entirely a mental challenge. I'm not surprised by CT winning the puzzle. He he's done pretty decent uh, over the course of his challenge career and these type of things. I am a little bit surprised by Bailey. I want to go to Andrew. Andrew, were you shocked that uh, Bailey was the the winner for the females, or uh, did you expect her to kind of be in the thick of things here? I expected her to be in the middle of things. I was thoroughly shocked when she won, though. That one took me by surprise. I was just like, wow. Um, but I'm glad she won because I like to see, like, especially with this season, it seems like the, like they're calling them prospects, whatever the rookies, um, are really stepping up to show like, Hey, 
you can't just knock me down because I'm new. I can hold my own. So I kind of like that, that that theme is running through and, you know, Bailey winning kind of pushes that theme further. So I'm like, I'm all for it. It's shocking, but I'm all for it. Here's my question, right? Do you think it's uh, like for each person's like puzzle or whatever? Is it like uh, different for each person or do you think it's the same answer for each one, every single one? It looked to be different for each person, but it looked like some people by each other had similar similar letters. Okay, well here's a here's a conspiracy theory. What happens if uh, you know Swaggy and Bailey decide to work together in that type of challenge? Well, do you think here's, be... here's a conspiracy theory. What do you think that the challenge house is going to do when they see a couple where one of them, Bailey, will go crazy over her man, including yell at people if she thinks they're going to vote her, him in? They're going to split them up at some point. I don't doubt that at all. Um, and especially now that Jay has won two eliminations, I feel like eyes are going to start moving towards another prospect male. And if you have to choose between Fessy and Swaggy, it's probably going to be Swaggy C. Yeah, I, I do think that, like, if they're not going to take the swing at, at Swaggy or Fessy in the near future, I kind of think it's going to look kind of uh, poor for the Bananas and, and the Wesses of the world, because I think those will be the next people. I think, quote unquote, the big shots is what will get the alternative to, to the Ricky kind of like um, being thrown in. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I we were talking about Swaggy being the third, like. The CT necessarily have an advantage in picking uh, Swaggy. Like, yes, obviously he's going to be in good uh, with with Bailey and CT. Uh, I mean, uh, Swaggy if he you know stayed in the game. But like, he would be cool with them. Um, but is that worth kind of like losing his power in this tribunal? I absolutely think so. Um, because really, if you're CT, like losing your power in like what is this the third tribunal really isn't that big of a deal. Yeah. Um. At all, because, you know, especially with the house mentality of, oh, let's just take out the layup, which happened, which they think is Jay. Like, if you're CT, it's really not the end of the world if you don't control who goes in on this one. Um, And getting new allies who happen to be the big brother people make you just all around like that. When you want to go in, it'll just be very easy for you to go in. So I think for CT, this really was, you know... This was a strategic move that I really actually think might have just been good for him had he stayed. Yeah, uh, News, you got any thoughts on that? No, I agree. I think it's right up CT's CT's strategical alley, too. Uh, You know, when you think about, like, uh, World of Worlds, right? So World of Worlds 2, CT really went out of his way to stay neutral, right? And did not show his cards. And I think this is another one of those scenarios where if, if, you know, he didn't, like, uh, you know, choose himself, I think in this case... Uh, it helps him out a lot because pretty much all the blame goes to the couple, right? So he's just he gets to show he doesn't have to show his cards at all. So I think it, it works unless like you know they decide to throw in Rogan, but that's a different scenario. But I think it really works out for CT. I also think something that we haven't talked about that I think could have been an advantage is you know we saw last episode where Tori was so upset uh, with D that she wasn't thrown in that I do wonder like if you're CT it's like oh well sorry I couldn't throw you in like Swaggy and Bailey had the majority like I couldn't do anything about it like if it was like say they threw in like Nelson or, or Bayer uh, and he didn't volunteer you know he, he kind of like doesn't have any guilt associated with that because they knew that they're going to vote together and there's nothing he could have done. Um, so, like, I actually don't mind uh, adding Swaggy in here. Um, but let's move on to the clip where Kayla is talking to Corey and Nelson. This is when they're strategizing for who they're going to vote in as a house. And she's saying that she's hearing some rumblings of potentially bananas uh, going in because all of the women are trying to keep Jay safe. 
um, first and foremost, news. Uh, are you surprised that Jay was such a ladies' man in the house? Dude, my man is crushing it out there. He is charming these ladies uh, left and right, like CT originally was in Rivals 1. Uh, Jay is absolutely killing it. I'm not surprised. Uh, he was on Exile on the Beach for a reason. Um, but in general, uh, I will say, though, I, was, I also wasn't surprised by Kayla telling uh, Nelson and Corey in that moment. Because I thought that we were working together. That's like a natural alliance we would expect. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, it's it's kind of hard to blame Kayla here. Like, you don't expect for what's about to happen to happen, right? So you want to include Corey and Nelson because you know these guys are, are notoriously anti-bananas. Um, so you would think that they're probably going to be on board, too. And if you're Kayla, who's not particularly pro-bananas, I know, I know Jenna, her, her friend is, and Nani, her friend, is, is semi-close to bananas. But you're not close to bananas. Bananas has never had your back. So it's good to include them. But let's get down to this messy vote, uh, Andrew. Just to just to summarize it, like, what were your thoughts on the vote as a whole? The vote. My biggest takeaway is Nelson's a hothead and an idiot. Um, I think that, and this is why I said that I think Ashley could take out bananas. I think that vote actually could have gone through against bananas had Nelson not yelled at Kayla in the middle of voting. Um. Because Nelson literally just freaked out when he was getting burn votes, mind you. Um, because like you just said, Jenna, Nani, um, were all, are like close to bananas. Um, so they were not going to vote for him. So Nelson's a good burn vote in that situation because he shouldn't have gotten mad. And then because Nelson freaked out, it caused them to get more votes including Kayla's, who would have voted for Bananas had Nelson not exposed her in the middle of voting. So um, I might take away is Nelson's an idiot. Yeah, the first thing I thought about is when Nelson was yelling, like, in the middle of voting. I was like, man, Angela from x one Beach really rubbed off on him, right? Like, trying to, like, absolutely just come at anybody <laughs> in this, like, Bad Girls Club style. <laughs> yeah. really, I think he definitely inherited that. Because I don't think, I mean, like, Nelson's never been particularly, like, soft-spoken or anything. But I don't know why he's never been, like, as egregious like confrontational in that moment you know what i mean uh so that that was uh, very odd news what were your thoughts on that vote dude poor kayla i felt so bad for kayla in that moment like what did she do wrong and like why are you yelling at kayla to begin with it just uh it just felt it just felt ridiculous i think nelson came off looking like a bumbling idiot and i don't think it was a good look for him whatsoever um and more than anything i think uh you know Kayla is going to be an easy target moving forward, but it's you know it's unfortunate. But at least she learns now that in future seasons do not trust uh, Nelson or don't tell him anything. Yeah, don't don't tell him to after the vote. Um, you know, so something that came across to me on the screen, and I don't know if this is just me or if y'all may have seen the same thing, is we had a confessional before the vote from Melissa, and Melissa was saying, "Hey, I don't really want." Um, you know, Jay to get thrown in. I, I, you know, I kind of like the underdogs or whatever. But yet she votes for Jay. I kind of see this as like Melissa being the swing vote here. Uh, Andrew, am, am I off on that, or is that something that you kind of picked up on too? I, I think you're right, and I think, and this is why I go back to Nelson. I really think, um, Melissa voted for Jay because of Nelson's tantrum. There's really no point in voting in bananas if he's not going in, um. So, like, you might as well just cover your bases, vote with majority in that situation. Um, so, like, I don't, like, I think Melissa was a swing, but on the same, I think Melissa would have voted for Bananas had the vote been there. The vote would have been there had Nelson not freaked out. Yeah, it, it's really tough for Nelson to be able to live that down, especially since we know what happens in the elimination. 
I mean, just imagine if Bananas was there. You got to think if CT loses, Bananas probably going to lose too, or at least is you know, it's not a close case that he would win. Um, so I mean, this really could have been your shot to really shake up that game and send Bananas home uh, early for like uh, about the third season in a row. Um, so let's go to um, when they go to the bar, and then we saw a lot of. Uh, you know, Jay and D and kind of like Rogan kind of like being upset by that at all. And then we kind of got the confrontation the next day between Jay and Rogan news. Did you think this was leading up to a Jay versus Rogan like showdown? Yes. I was so expecting Rogan to go in there. I, I was actually surprised that, uh, that Rogan didn't go in there. It felt like an unfinished, uh, you know, um, unfinished rivalry at first when CT went in because you know you automatically think CT is going to dominate but I think this is just going to be uh hopefully uh you know lasting rivalry now between Rogan and uh, Jay yeah I agree I, I I really expected Rogan to go in as well and I thought especially with like Rogan being like hey it's either going to be me or CT's going to step up you know we never really got a whole lot of interviews from um CT's perspective, where he's like, you know what, I think I can take on this this young kid, you know. <laughs> we didn't, they never really got anything like that, so I expected it to be Rogan as well. Um, I'll go to uh, Andrew here. Did you expect it to be anything other than those? Did you think that Nelson or Barry even had a, a chance going in? No, I really don't. Um, because at the end of the day, it didn't benefit Bailey or Swaggy C to send either of them in. Um, like, yes, this whole thing was a deal with CT, but on the same note, it's like, if you're new, you can't really be doing too many things to make the house think that you're going to, like, just turn your back on people and, like, do whatever it is you want to do. Um, so I, I really didn't think Nelson was going to go in. I don't think Bear would have gone in. I really just think it was going to come down to what CT wanted, which is either Rogan or himself. Um, so... I, I thought it was just two burn nominations. Although in my mind, I was hoping Nelson would go in and lose because he really deserved to for ruining the episode. <laughs> Can I just say this? I'm I uh, you know this may be for something for like you know get off my chest type of thing, but I am so thankful that they're still going to the bar this season. At least there's like some sort of like frat house aspect or something like that, rather than just being like cooped up in the same stupid uh, you know uh, like. Uh, isolation or whatever that i'm just thankful that they're you know actually get to party somewhat yeah it, it certainly doesn't reinforce that kind of like bunker idea <laughs> like where at the beginning of the season it was like oh my god you're trapped and there's nothing good to happen and then you open up like the main room and you see that it's like better than like people's houses <laughs> like <laughs> Dude, can Sorry. i just say that, that that gym looks better than the previous like the, the, the gyms that they've had like in previous seasons that gym yeah. looks like it's from like crossfit yeah, they probably got more space now because they bought a bunker. Like they probably don't have that much. Like especially when you got to have a house that 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 houses like thirty people. Like they probably don't have a whole lot of room to throw in the Bowflex. But now they have this entire bunker that they can play with. Um, so yeah, I, I agree. I, I I realize that as well. Um, but let's go into the elimination now. So as we mentioned earlier, CT volunteers. I certainly didn't expect this to happen. Um, but it made sense when I saw what the elimination was or what it looked like. Where it just so it just showed two uh, jail cages, and it seemed to me this was probably going to be something that was very brute strength based. You know, you had cinder blocks, you had rocks. All this was visible to to the the um the group that was voting. Do you think news that CT decided on the spot to go against Jay when he saw kind of the setup? Um. Uh... 
I'll say yes. I think CT is one of these uh, the smarter uh, like individuals who doesn't rush into like decisions like before he even sees a challenge. I think he really like analyzes the whole thing and then like you know makes a decision there. And I think you know, I, I think it was on the spot. Yeah. So um so the, the elimination is each contestant has twenty minutes to try to block uh in any way possible the other opponent from opening up their like jail cell or fence or whatever you want to call it and like ringing the bell or sounding an alarm. I forgot exactly what a mechanic it was. But they had ropes, they had chains that they could tie around the bars, they had heavy objects such as cinder blocks and boulders. And a plethora of other things that they could just stack against it. So you could, you know, it was use your own strategy. Whatever you think is going to happen um, is what's, you know, going to be um, at stake here. And for CT, he won an elimination very similar to this in Invasion. He beat Durrell. And that elimination was kind of like the, uh, the the metal bar structure. And you have the rope and you have 20 minutes where you only have rope. Um, and he beat Durrell in that to make it to the finals of Invasion. So I was very surprised that, that he lost in this type of elimination. It seemed like he was doing everything right. He was kind of weaving in the bars correctly. It seemed like he was kind of like, uh, you know, reinforced it really strongly. Andrew, what do you think just by looking at the challenge and how it played out? Like, what was CT's downfall here? I think he underestimated Jay. Um, I think that literally was just it. I feel like... Um, I don't know. Like, I feel like with the pace he was moving at, it just felt like he felt like he was going to win. Um, and I don't think any of us expected Jay to win, to be perfectly honest. I certainly did it, didn't. And, like, the way I saw him, uh, like, wrap up his, like, little prison cell to make sure that uh, CT wouldn't get in, I just looked at him like, oh, Jay, you're so going home. Um, and I, I feel like a part of it, he underestimated Jay. I think that part of it, too, is just Jay's really persistent. Like, he doesn't want to be seen as this layup. Um, and he's going to do anything in his power to make sure he's not. And he's shown so far that dedication to not be seen as a layup. So it's kind of hard, hard to fight against someone who's fighting so hard because they have so much to prove versus CT, who he's kind of already proven himself at this point. He really has nothing to lose. And, like, even losing to Jay doesn't really ruin him much. It certainly yeah. ruins his chance to win a million dollars, though. Go oh, ahead. that's <laughs> true, but it doesn't ruin his reputation all that much. I think Andrew has a, I think Andrew has a really good point, though, about the persistence. Like, if you watch like the like the videos, and like sorry, I mean the episode, and you like look at the like just like how hard Jay is hustling and how hard CT is hustling, you could really tell that Jay is putting like a lot more effort into it. CT was really taking his time, and like and wasn't really like like you know putting like the full strength, not full strength, but full uh, energy, if it looked like. Maybe that's just because he gassed out or what, but like, see, uh, but Jay just like seemed like he was just constantly working at it. He was never really slowing down, and he just seemed like he wanted it more. Yeah, one thing that kind of ruined the end of this episode for me, at least, is, uh, you know, Andrew mentioned earlier, he was like, I don't think anybody predicted uh, Jay to beat CT. Uh, I did, but only because of the way that they were editing the elimination. I feel like the challenge has two gears here. The first gear is like, wow, this was not supposed to be a close matchup, but it's so close. I can't believe that such and such is so close to Bananas or so close to Wes or so close to CT or anybody else. Um, and then that person comes up short. You know, we saw this with Jordan and Josh last season where they're trying to, you know, you know, you know, say like, oh, Josh is so strong. It's so big. Like, it's really had this advantage. And then, you know, it was a 3-0 victory for Jordan. And at the same time, then you have, oh, this person has no chance. They're never going to win. They're not even close. And that person ends up winning. And I feel like when everybody was saying like, oh, Jay, like he's so slow. Look at him. He's so weak picking up this thing. Oh, my God, Jay. 
you you're dead you're done for ct's gonna win i'm like okay like he's obviously gonna win this in some capacity i didn't know how because i thought this was an elimination that was really suited to ct but it was just like okay like you you're putting it on too hard mtv i know that your demographic is like 14 year old girls but like you know don't don't insult everyone's intelligence okay like most of us can can read the edit and we know where this is gonna go I don't know. I, I'll, I'll actually re- I'll go against that a bit because I'll play devil's advocate because in the past few seasons, whenever it comes to sucking uh, CT's cock, the MTV always good <laughs> always does it. Any chance that they get to compare CT to a god and you know say like he he's doing something so great and stuff like that, they they take the opportunity. I think CT is just you know MTV's golden boy, and when it comes to compliments, they can never give him enough. Well, I mean, he's certainly a big dog in the game, but we even saw this in uh, in, in War of the Worlds 1 when he had that three-person elimination with Kyle and uh, whoever that, that Brazilian guy was who was, JP. like, irrelevant now, JP. And when they had this, they were like, oh, my God, CT is such a monster. He's going to he's gonna rip both of these guys limb from limb. They're like, Kyle, look at him. He's so skinny in comparison to those other guys, even the Brazilian guy. He's so skinny. But then, like, they just put it on that, like, CT had to win. He was such a monster, and Kyle couldn't win because he was so skinny and fragile in comparison. And then he ends up winning the elimination. So it's like, I think that you see this a lot now. And I think, like, especially going into the season, when we see mismatches go into the elimination, I'm going to specifically look out for this, right? If they're saying, hey, this person's doing a lot better, well, that person's probably not actually going to get the upset. If they're saying, hey, this person has no chance, that person's probably going to win. And I feel like that is a real flaw in, like, uh, the challenges of editing. I see what you're both saying. And, like, to an extent, I agree with why it, like, that is a flaw that the challenge has this bad habit of like the challenge has this bad habit of giving us false hope. Um, like you see an underdog and like one of the ones I can think of was like Big T and Georgia, Georgia. in War of the Worlds yeah. 2, where they were like, oh, Big T's doing so well. Like, I'm so shocked. And then Big T lost. Right. Um, yeah. And then you see this one and there everyone was like, OK, clearly Jay is losing. And then Jay won. Right. So, like, I, I see where Wyatt's coming from in that regard. Like, MTV does need to do, like, if you have time to blow up a truck, you have time to be a little bit more creative with your edit. Um, yeah, but I, mean, I also, even... sorry, go ahead. I also do see where news is coming from, where MTV also has this bad habit of just praising CT. Like, CT can do no wrong. And, like, since I've been watching the challenge, since I was, like, in high school um, and watching the challenge, like, I've watched how they edit CT. And really, CT can do no wrong. Even, like, when he was punching people in faces, like, that time period for a few seasons where he would just literally just punch someone in the face and go home the first episode, he would still be, like, given this praise edit. And it made no sense to me. And they're still doing it in 2020. Yeah, it's it's certainly uh, going to be interesting to watch this. Uh, but, but now with... Uh... With CT out, you know, a lot, that's one of the big guns that people thought were really going to be a threat in this thing. So now you got less people to worry about. But you also, at the same time, like, there's not a whole lot of weak spots in this cast. I mean, the weakest spot people thought was Jay, but this guy's got two elimination wins at this point. It's like, what do you do now? But let's get into next week's speculation. Uh, Andrew, where do you think next week is going to go? Shoot, I will be perfectly honest. I barely paid attention to the um next week's like speculate uh next week's previews um can you regale me in the audience of what they showed because i fully don't remember i don't know what they showed i was just you know kind of like being broad strokes here in terms of what do you think is oh. going to happen what about you news do you know uh, anything they showed in the trailer uh i can't remember either <laughs> well the, okay the... so for next week's speculations i do think they actually bananas rival is going to continue and I, I hope 
I hope Ashley doesn't just freak out and like quit the game because you when you know Ashley does have a bad habit of when things get too hard she quits. Um, I hope she doesn't do that. I want to see this rivalry go on, and I actually want to see Ashley have to be someone who takes a side and not like hide behind people. I want to see her be the target and see how she acts. Um, so there's that. Um, I, you know, I'm sure we're gonna see more of what's his face. Is it Bear and Kayla? Oh yes. And I'm ready to vomit at that. That's definitely coming. That's disgusting. That's definitely coming, but that's disgusting. Um, and honestly speaking, I look at the cast and there's a couple of girls here who haven't been getting edits. I'm ready to see which girl gets highlighted in the first five minutes of the episode because I know they're going in. Because that's what they did with Jen's. Um, so I'm going to wait to see which girl, because there's a few of these girls, like Casey, who comes to mind, who hasn't really been given an edit. And if I see her in the first five minutes, I know she's going in. Yeah, I agree with that. We haven't seen a lot from KC, which, I mean, to be fair, we didn't see a whole lot from her in Big Brother 20. <laughs> but this we didn't true. see anything. We didn't see, we didn't see Casey. Uh, we didn't see Maddie. We haven't seen a whole lot of Maddie. We haven't seen uh, a lot of, I mean, we saw Melissa. We talked about Melissa earlier, but outside of that kind of comment, like, I don't remember seeing Melissa at all. So these are the three that stick out to me the most. I'll be honest. I didn't know, no, I didn't know Melissa was on this cast until they asked her for the vote. I was like, who is this girl? And then I was like, she's, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I, was, I was like, who is this? You know, also news brought it up last week and he's not, he's not wrong. Even this week, Jenna was also somebody who doesn't get any airtime. So like Jenna's another one too. So it's like, we do have, uh, you know, a lot of women that aren't getting uh, the edits and like that a lot of the airtime is going towards the men. What I will, what I'm going to guess is going to happen is I think that we're going to get a similar situation as we did this episode with the Jay versus bananas. I think that we're going to replace bananas with Ashley. And I think we're going to replace Jay with Big T because Big T was already kind of saying like, hey, I want to volunteer last round. Obviously, I think people are going to assume that she has the least amount of connections because she's only been on one season and she wasn't in, in the game for that long. So I definitely think that we're going to see the quote unquote easy layup Big T against, uh, you know, kind of like the uh, the big move here, actually, in terms of the house vote. And then I think you'll see, depending on who gets in the tribunal, if it's a veteran, if it's somebody like Tori, who seems to like want to get into elimination. You might see somebody step up. Otherwise, I don't really know who that other person would be that they would throw in. Um, but I definitely think that's the way it will go. So we'll go in Ashley or in Big T kind of vote. Um, I personally, uh, you know, speculation for next week is a girls' elimination, I believe. So and uh, so, I personally think that it's either going to be Ashley, which is going to be through you know bananas targeting uh, her, or it's going to be Kayla. Because Nelson and his dumbass crew of boys targeting her. Um, I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine Corey going against K- K- yeah, Kayla, right? Like I think. Corey won't I do think, it. I think there's a much better chance that when it comes around to guys' week again, that maybe Nelson's a target because I think that Kayla's like, wow, like I cannot trust Nelson. Like you know, I got to get rid of no, him. No, no, no. I think but that's you know, more likely. But you know how it's gonna go down. When Corey gets down with it, Kayla's going to make fun of Nelson, and then she's going to get pissed off, and then she's going to make fun of Corey by association, and then Corey's going to get angry, and then that's, then that's when it's going to go down. Yeah, I can that see could that happen. happening, but that will happen. I, I don't think that happens next week. I think that takes a couple of weeks to happen. Really? I you think, think so? I think for that to boil over to that point where Kayla is so frustrated with Nelson and Corey, it takes a couple of weeks. Right now, because you see Corey's even playing at the – Nelson's my boy, Kayla's my girl, I need them to get a long phase. So he's going to try to piece them back together. So I really don't think we're going to get this whole breakdown from Corey yet until like a couple weeks. 
True. And let me just say this. I, I, I'm liking what I'm seeing from Corey. I, my man, Corey seems really focused, and uh, like he, he, he doesn't seem to be just there to you know hook up with uh, all the girls and stuff like that. Uh, and uh, you know I'm actually impressed with what I'm seeing with Corey so far. I think he's focused, and I think he might make a deep run into this game. Well, that's what happens when you have two babies with two different women. Oh, yeah. just one. Remember, just one. They didn't reference no, no. the other baby. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so this is the time of the podcast where we say, hey, get it off your chest. This is anything that you wish you could have said or want to say. It can be related to this or not. Um, Andrew, I'll go with you first. Anything you want to get off your chest? Um, I already kind of said what I wanted to say, but I'm just going to reiterate it. Nelson's an idiot, and it makes me so mad because um, Bananas could have gone in, and Nelson ruined that. And I think the other thing that I find funny, too, and tying in with Nelson is Wes actually was loyal to Bananas, uh, which had me somewhat kind of shocked. But, I mean, it makes me wonder how this season is going to go if these two aren't fighting anymore and they really decide to become friends. Like, who is the next great male rivalry? Yeah, that's certainly something to look out for. Um, We'll be interested to see. News, is there anything that you would like to get off your chest? Yeah, you know, I, you know, I usually like Jordan. I usually think that he's entertaining. But to be quite honest with you, I was quite surprised at how much of a pussy he was when he decided to vote for himself. So he didn't have to choose between the, he didn't have to choose between Jay and uh, Bananas. Like, I just think in that scenario, he should have just voted for either one of them. And uh, I think he came off looking less of a man in that scenario. So. For what I want to get off my chest this week, it doesn't really have anything to do with the actual season at hand. But I mentioned it kind of earlier in passing that, that Nelson kind of got rubbed off on by, by Angela from X on the Beach and Bad Girls Club. Uh, speaking of, we need her back on the challenge. Like, she was good. She was good drama, right? She was riding bananas, banana. Uh, she, Her and Faith, a all-female team in... um. What was that season? Final uh, Reckoning. Final Reckoning. Thank you, Andrew. Uh, they did pretty well for an all-female team. They damn near beat Hunter and actually in a the eventual winners in a game where they had to literally punch their way out of elimination. So the fact that they were able to punch through walls and really only lost because of uh, like uh, Faith like broke her thumb or something. So you know I think she was a, certainly a strong competitor. And I think since we are getting to the 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 area where I think that the women are starting to be a little bit more competitive or more competitive than the men's side. Uh, where we have Maddie, we have Casey, you know, we have legitimate athletes here on top of the, the regulars. I, I think seeing her um, in the game would be really good. She's got drama and she's got um, competition spirit. So I'm hoping that we get Angela on this Challenge 36. But at this point, it's probably going to tape in 2022 when the uh, <laughs> when all the COVID stuff ends. Why don't you think she's returned yet so far? Do you think she was just such a pain for production? It's possible um, because, you know, they did do X on the Beach. I, my guess is that they probably had some overlapping schedule between X on the Beach and this. Um, War of the Worlds, I think they probably wanted new people. I don't think they really took that many people that had only been on one season. I guess they had took some of the Big Brother people, but that was about it. War of the Worlds 2, it's like, I don't know, do you really want to put her on USA? Is that the right season? I think you really need to put her in a season where it's either individuals or you have these kind of like rivalries. Um, and, you know, she certainly has rivalries. You know, she can do Battle of the X's with Bananas or Nelson. Uh, she can do uh, rivals again with, like, Morgan Willett because <laughs> she, like, threw, like, a drink at her or something, like, on X on the Beach. So there's there's a lot of ways that you can go with her in that kind of, like, themed casting. But, yeah, she, she's she's good TV. Speaking of uh, Angela, I just want to also get off my chest. Her her ex, uh, was it Torai? Torai, what is it? Torai, yeah. Torai. The Harlem, the Harlem get... Globetrotter. Yeah, he should get on the the challenge. He would be sick on the challenge. My man, he, 
I agree I, with you, but he was one of the few people that has a better life than what the challenge could provide <laughs> for him. He, he, he is he's in the Harlem Globetrotters, okay? Like, granted, they're not touring right now uh, for obvious reasons, but like, you gotta think he's making a lot more money than just like uh, doing body shots off like random <laughs> in the challenge house. That's fair, yeah. That's fair. Yeah, but he definitely would be fun because you know a lot of people are talking high about Fessy and him being a big physical athlete. It's like, man, well, what are you gonna say about Terai when he comes in the house? Like he's like almost double Fessy size. At least it seems that way. Um, but yeah, I I do agree with you with you news. Thank you for everyone for listening to this. We hope you enjoyed this kind of like switcheroo of the Reality Weekly and Reality Daily. Next week, Reality Weekly will be uh, Survivor, most likely, unless they give us another family visit. And then Reality Daily, uh, which will be on Mondays, will resume our challenge coverage. Thank you to Andrew and News for being on here, as always. And we hope that you guys will listen to us soon. Goodbye.